Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? Lauren McClain here with Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what we got coming up on the show today. Junior defensive end Tyler Batty joins us to talk about adjusting to the new defense and new coaches and which teammates new and old he thinks will make a splash this coming season. Plus, we tracked down Weber State transfer cornerback Eddie Heckard at the spring scrimmage a few weeks ago, and he told us all about his transition from Ogden to Provo. But first, ESPN's predictions for BYU's football season are out. Do we agree or disagree with where the nation puts the Cougars in their debut season in the Big 12? Cleon, what is up? Well, you know, Cougar tailgate. <laughs> it is that's, up. That's yeah. what's up, yes. Uh, I want to ask you this. When you go home at night, are you watching the NBA playoffs, NHL Stanley Cup, or the MLB? Because there's a lot going on right now. Why, why do you put me in this difficult position? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, For sure, it's going to be NBA playoffs. Uh, I love basketball. It's my favorite sport of all time. So I'm going to be watching the playoffs. I'm always rooting for the underdogs and the small market teams. Yeah, Th- Those are the teams. I, I don't really root for... I guess I root for some players to win a championship, but in reality, I'm always about the small market team. So right now, Sacramento, I love that they're doing well against Golden State. So I, I love stories like that. I like it when I see something like that. But just the NBA, there's a lot of drama, so I kind of like that too. <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball, I kind of always keep track of that. Um, I used to keep track of it more like overall when I was younger. Now it's just I keep track of my team, which is the Dodgers and and kind of the West Coast teams, and that's it. And then the, the Stanley Cup playoffs, I, I like hockey a lot, but I didn't really grow up with it. Yeah. I think it would help if we had a team here right. in which Utah. Which I hear is a possibility. Yeah, it is. If we did have a team, I probably would pay attention a lot more. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, NBA playoffs for sure. My husband is a big fan, so... That's what he wants to watch at night, and I love. I like it too. But I mean, there's a few other things I'd probably rather watch. But I, I will watch the NBA playoffs with my husband. We don't need to talk about your obsession with Love Is Blind or anything like that on <laughs> it's Netflix. Not okay. Love Is Blind. His night is other things. I'm not. I'm not going to promote it, Cleon, because because you never know uh, what's in there. Sometimes. Uh, yes, I love the Draymond Green drama. I, I just love it so much. I'm with you. I think the NBA playoffs is full of drama, and that's what makes it kind of fun. And they just play so much better in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. It's like, I, I think I prefer college basketball, the pace of play. It's a lot quicker than, than the NBA normally. But then the playoffs come around, and you're like, whoa, well, that's how you're supposed to play. There's just so much more heart. And so I think... NBA playoffs for me. We we watched the Astros a little bit because my husband's from Houston. Boo. I knew it. I knew that was coming. That's anytime, all I will say. Anytime I mention the Astros, that's always the response, which is which is merited. But uh, yeah, we are Astros fans. But yes, definitely the NBA playoffs right now. ESPN released its first football power index rankings for the 2023 football season, and things aren't looking too hot for BYU, Cleon. It represents how above or below average they predict a team will be. Cleon, do you agree or disagree with the following predictions? Here's the first one. BYU is ranked 13th out of the 14 Big 12 teams in the Power Index at number 60, ahead of only Kansas, which comes in at number 68. Will the Cougars be higher or lower By than the way, that? how do you how does Kansas have to feel about this right yeah, now? That they're, they're just like, like really? wait, we're not as good as a new team coming into the anyway. <laughs> uh, I think they'll be higher than that. Kansas is used to it. Yeah, I I think BYU will be higher than that, but I don't know how much higher. I'm not surprised that they sit where they are, number 13. 
They have to go off what happened last year, meaning their football power index. They have to go off what happened last year. Yeah. There were some down spots for, for BYU last year. You've got a new defensive coaching staff. Um, you're transferring to a Power 5 conference. You have a schedule that involves Oklahoma, Texas, and TCU, probably the three top teams in the conference, yeah. at least off the top of my head. I would say those are the top three teams. So I, I get it. Two of those games are going to be on the road. So I get why they're ranked so low, but I think they'll surprise some people and they'll be a little bit higher. Yeah, because number 60? 60. That's low. I I think BYU is going to be higher, and I agree with you. I think they're going to surprise some people. I would always prefer being lower. Like, start BYU off as low as possible because then you can only exceed expectations <laughs> from there, right? And I think definitely going into this debut season, playing some of the teams that they are playing, it's, it's going to be rough. But I think... Uh, I think the new coaching staff on the defensive side is doing some great things. They're bringing in some really great transfers. So I think, like we mentioned, they're going to surprise some people. All right, number two, 4.9 wins in the Big 12. Agree or disagree? I'm going to agree. Mm. I think they're going to get somewhere between four and five wins. Um, so, I I mean, I'd love to say six. I, I just don't know if I see a sixth win out there. I, I think you should be happy if you're a BYU fan. Maybe not ecstatic, but I think you should be happy saying, hey, we got five wins in the Big 12 Conference. I think that would actually be quite an accomplishment in the first season. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be pretty and close. I'm going to give them six wins and bowl Ooh. eligibility. Well, I think they'll be bowl eligible. You think they'll be bowl eligible? Yeah, because if they win, let, let's yeah, say they win the first four. Two, they'll it, definitely win the first two games of the season. Yeah, and if they win four games in conference, they'll be six and six. So they'll be bowl eligible. It might be a lower tier bowl, but if they get five, that's seven wins. If they beat Arkansas... That might be eight wins. So I, I think that there's something yeah. in there. But I, 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 I get what you're saying. I think you're you're being very hopeful. Who would the three losses be to if you and, had to pick? And actually, I think I was thinking six wins overall, okay. not just in the Big 12. So, yeah, four or five wins <laughs> in the Big 12. I, I think it's going to be difficult. Uh, the number three is in Big 12 play because we were kind of talking about this. BYU is favored one time against Cincinnati. By and they have fifty two point four percent chance of winning. Agree or disagree? Ugh, wow, this is a favored tough one, I, one I, time. I I would think they would be favored against a few other teams, but I would think even if they're not favored, it's really close. It's like like in the Cincinnati game. I think you put down that they're favored fifty two percent to forty eight percent. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those other games, like your Iowa States and your West Virginias, maybe your Texas Techs. It's just reversed the other way, and it's like right. well, Texas Tech is favored fifty-two to forty-eight percent right. over BYU. So I, I would think that they would be favored in at least one more game, maybe two more games. Yeah. Again, I guess I kind of get it because we just don't know what we're going to get out of BYU in the season. I, I, I would still disagree. I think they're going to be. I think when the games come around, they're going to be favored in a few more of these games, especially. I'm going to pick the two two other home games that are not Oklahoma. So I'm going to pick yeah. I'm going to pick your Texas Tech and I'm going to pick your Iowa State. I think by the time those games roll around, I think they'll be favored in those games. Yes, because they I, do I feel change. So weird because I want to say that I want to just full throat and say yes, this is what's going to happen. Right. And the more I think about it, I'm like, are they really going to be favored in those games? I just don't know. Yeah. So I want to say yes, they will be, but I I reserve the right to change my mind. And this, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. This is America, in fact. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the, these rankings change all the time. Like this isn't this isn't the end all be all even before the season starts. So things could shift. I disagree that they're only uh favored to win in one game again. Iowa State, Kansas. Come on. And I think it, by the it, way, how does that how does that work out that 
Kansas is rated lower than BYU, yeah, but, but in a head-to-head yeah. matchup, they're favoring Kansas because, over BYU. Because do they have a, a tougher schedule than BYU? Possibly, yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess that's the possibility, too. They're going to be at home, so meaning Kansas will be at home. So I get maybe why. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 51-49 yes. giving Kansas the favorite. Just, and, and they probably did that just because they're at home. And I think people, I think you're right. People just don't know what to expect with BYU, so it's kind of like they can't rank them much higher because they're like, we don't, we don't know what we're gonna get. Okay, so so on that note, the last one is BYU is slight underdogs to Kansas, which is the home opener, and Iowa State late in the season, but heavy underdogs to all other Big Twelve teams: TCU, Texas Tech, Texas. Only five percent chance that they're gonna win. By the way, <laughs> uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Do you agree or disagree? Agree with being heavy underdogs to those last teams? I would. I would agree with being heavy underdogs to all those teams except for West Virginia and Texas Tech. I totally get TCU, yeah. totally get Texas, totally get Oklahoma, totally get Oklahoma State. I think Texas Tech actually, I mean, I'm sitting there saying, I think BYU might be favored. I think they're going to be a tougher team than what people yeah. think they're going to be. Yeah. I think they're going to have, their, their coach will be in his second year. They're probably thinking, sky's the limit here. Um, I don't know if they'll ever be top dogs in the conference, but they're definitely established. I I, I could see BYU. I I could see why why they're underdogs, meaning BYU's underdogs. West Virginia, I'm not quite getting that. Yeah. Um, those would be the only two games that I'd say it should be a touchdown or less. That's that's what I think. Yeah, I don't agree. Uh, maybe the TCU in Texas and Oklahoma. Uh. But, but even Oklahoma last year gave up tons of points. Yes, they did. And that's why I'm saying, I, I don't know if people forget, the BYU have, has played Power 5 teams year in and year out and had a lot of success against those teams. They're, it's not like these they're just getting bulldozed by these teams. BYU knows how to hang with these really tough teams, and I know this is going to be the most Power 5 teams BYU has ever played, obviously because they're in a conference now, ever played in a season. But um, I, I, I just think they should not be that heavy of underdogs to some of these teams because BYU historically does very, very well, even when they don't quite know what they're going to get the next year, you know? And, and now they have a, they have a great established quarterback. They have a brand new defense. that's going to be, I mean, they're still going to be adjusting, but I, I think they're going to be a lot more aggressive. I think they're going to be very, very good. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I'd rather them be underdogs and come out a little bit higher than, than, Lower ex- what was expected. Lower your expectations and everything will be great. <laughs> Such a great life motto. <laughs> Cleon, one guy that might have a thing or two to say about BYU's rankings is the Cougars' new arrival at cornerback, Weber State transfer Eddie Heckard. Here's the conversation we had with him after the spring scrimmage. Um, it's been great um, and easy. I feel like BYU and the uh, Cougar Nation has welcomed me with open arms, so... I feel good. I feel like I've been a part of the program for years. It's been a great adjustment, though. I'm sure Jay Hill helps with that adjustment, right? Is the defense basically exactly the same as how you're running it at Weber State? Yeah, it's, it's a couple of differences, but um, it's, like I know everything. I know what the scheme, I know what we're trying to accomplish out there, so it's been good for me. Have you had to kind of like talk to some of the other guys on the defense since you know this defense so well have you kind of had to teach him or at least school him on this is what you this is what I think you need to do next yeah um I've been helping all the younger players some of the older players just get it like because they've been playing football but as far as our young like DBs and corners 
that ask me questions, I've been able to help them and uh, help them understand what the defense is made for and what each play is made for and what it's trying to stop and like things like that. So I think uh, we've been getting better every day as far as that goes. And I could tell they're starting to understand it now. From a defense's perspective, how do you feel like Keaton Slovis and the offense is progressing so far through the spring? Um, I think I think that's getting me better for one, uh, how good Keaton is and our receivers are. Um, another thing, um, I think the offense is progressing as well because as we're getting better, they have to get better, they have to win on routes and man coverage. They have to uh, – Keaton has to recognize our disguises. All the quarterbacks do have to recognize our disguises when we're bringing pressures, when we're not. So I think it's helping everybody, but really helping offenses like going into this Big 12 with a lot of a lot of talented teams and talented players. Coach Hill has has talked about how they want to bring pressure pressure on the opposing offenses. Are you, have you seen that so far? I know it's only been a few weeks, but have you seen that so far in just installing this defense that's come in here? Yes, I, I, we're, we're bringing pressures, and it's coming from everywhere. So it's uh, when he said that, he's definitely been a man of his word so far. So, yeah, we're, it's a lot of pressure coming from each side of the field, the field and the boundary. So it's good. You are a phenomenal player at Weber State. Now you get to enter the Big 12. What is that like for you? Just to think you get to end your collegiate career in one of those Power Five conferences. Uh, that's great for me, um, especially being a defensive back going into the Big 12 where they're throwing the ball a lot. Uh, I feel like me ending my career, I can make a lot of plays at this level and um, hopefully get to the NFL and uh, make make a career out of that. So I'm, I'm happy for it, happy I can end my career in the Big 12. All right, a big thanks to Eddie Heckard for joining us here on Cougar Tailgate. Can't wait to see what that guy can do. He's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way this coming season. Or maybe he won't because he's that good. woo And then it's Jacob Robinson's turn to try and get some interceptions. <laughs> but anyway, that's for another day. <laughs> the NFL draft is next weekend, and ESPN just released an article about can QBs over 25 years old succeed in the NFL? Because history would prove, Cleon, that they don't have much success. Of course, Jaron Hall was brought up along with Tennessee's Hennon Hooker and Georgia's Stetson Bennett, who are also 25 years old, and they're some of the potentially top picks in the NFL draft. Cleon, is Jaron Hall too old? And how much success do you see him having in the NFL? Oh. You love talking about age. Oh, yes, because I'm the old guy of this group here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so hard because I, I don't like ageism as I grow older. Yeah. Um, but I may have to say, yes, mm. Jaron Hall is too old. Not through his fault. I, the NFL likes to train these guys up. And it's harder to do when you're 25. Because by the time they get you to where you want to be, now all of a sudden you're 28. What is the future of that quarterback? It's not like you can you have an Aaron Rodgers where you're going to say, well, I've got 10 more years. Well, if you're Aaron Rodgers, I guess you yeah, could say. Yeah, if because, you're Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe you can ben say Roethlisberger. that. Ben But some of those guys don't survive that long. So yeah. these they, they want to make these guys good at a younger age and try to keep them around. If he was an offensive lineman at that age, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. I think he's going to be a solid backup quarterback in the NFL. I think he, and by the way, that's a good position to be in. 
I mean, can you imagine making good money just being a backup quarterback in the NFL? Yeah. The last quarterback we had who was kind of like this is John Beck. Yeah. He was an older quarterback. He actually got drafted, I think, in the second or third round by the Miami Dolphins. He did start some games. But then he went on to be just a nice, solid backup quarterback in the NFL. And now he has a good business as a quarterback coach for a lot of different quarterbacks. So right. I, I I don't think it's a bad thing to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. Not everyone is going to be a starter. Right. I, I think a lot of us would like that job. Right. I think, yeah, I think the NFL is looking for the like Patrick Mahomes who comes right out of college and they're they're ready to go and they can develop. And like you said, but in what world are we saying 25 is old? Isn't that weird? I uh, well, especially think, when 25-year-olds to me right now could be the age of my children, but never mind yes, about that. Yes, <laughs> we won't go there. I think it absolutely depends on the quarterback and their body and if they are immediately ready to play. Most rookie quarterbacks take a few years to adjust, see Zach Wilson, if you will. But if an older guy can come in and use his old age, no, in his experience, to begin playing immediately, I think it can work to their benefit, especially with how much technology and training they can do now to help their minds and their bodies. What's another three years, right? Guys come out, they're 21, 22, and 25. That's three years. And I know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm no NFL scout. I'm no whatever. But I don't know. I, I think it can happen. But, I mean, I guess history proves me wrong, right? That is pretty interesting that the older quarterbacks that come out don't do as well uh, as the younger ones. So I think Jaron will be a solid backup, like you said, for a team. He's a great leader with maturity. He's got a great arm. He's extremely smart. I'd love to see him get some time on the field and and see how he does. All right, coming up, veteran defensive end Tyler Batty tells us why he thinks BYU's defense will take a big leap this year and how the players are responding to the changes. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean alongside Cleon Wall. With the addition of new BYU football DC Jay Hill and his staff, the defense is getting a whole new look before its debut in the Big 12. Joining us now is one of the veterans of the group, defensive end Tyler Batty. Thanks for coming on, Tyler. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. We're excited to have you. And you have a brand new you have brand new defensive coaches this year. That comes with uh, not just new schemes, but new personalities and coaching styles. How has spring football differed compared with other years you've been here? Uh, there's a different spirit, right? There's a different, uh, a little bit of a different energy, right? With it, with a new coaching staff, there's, um, you know, some new, some new areas of emphasis, uh, for sure, in in our scheme and in our personnel, and uh, o- overall, uh, you know, it's been pretty similar to years past, right? Spring ball, you're just out here, you know, learning, uh, trying to get better, hone your craft. Uh, but this year, I would definitely say, um, you know more energy and just more a little bit more fire maybe and uh and of course like i said just uh a new a new scheme and uh and everything that comes with that you talked about changes in scheme also changes in personnel what what is it personally you have learned uh this spring that you're going to focus headed into uh summer and and then also fall camp i think the i think the biggest thing for me to focus on you know coming out of spring ball um one staying healthy uh and, you know, I've been really lucky uh, and blessed to stay healthy uh, through this offseason thus far. Um, so staying healthy and then working, working on pass rush, working on uh, run defense. You know, those those are the fundamentals, especially at a defensive end position. Um, and especially going into our new scheme that are, of course, going to be the of most use to me. Uh, you know, Coach Hills talked a lot about 
just how aggressive we're going to play and we're going to get after offenses. And so um, for me, that's, that's music to my ears. I, I, I love that. And I, again, I love the, I love this new defense. And so um, for me, it's just being able to, you know, prepare so I can make the most of uh, every opportunity that, that comes my way come fall. Tyler, that's music to my ears too. I'm so excited to see what you guys can do come fall. So has, uh, has anyone told you that and anyone meaning coach Hill or who, or your, the guys that are in charge of strength and conditioning, have you been told that you need to bulk up or slim down in this new scheme? What have you been told to work on as you move into the summer? Um, honestly, you know, there's, I'm, I'm sitting at a pretty, pretty good weight, weight sitting in between about 265 and 270. And so, um, for me, for there, for me, there's nothing really I, I need to do. You know, that's a pretty, uh, pretty ideal weight for what I'm going to be doing. And so, um, again, moving into this summer, it really is, you know, just, uh, making sure that we get, we get, uh, our, you know, all of our new plays and are the right, the new defense down pad and make sure that we're a hundred percent on that. And then, yeah, again, just working on the fundamentals, like I mentioned before, right. Um, just working on all those little technical things, getting our hands, hips, feet, eyes, right. So, um, that's that's going to be a big point of emphasis moving into the summer. You've been part of this new defense since January. What's your assessment so far of this new defensive scheme? And you could even say defensive unit because you got new guys joining you too. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right on the money. We definitely do. We've uh, gotten a lot of new guys in and, and, of course, a completely new defense. And so, um, again, I, I love it. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to play in, right? And, and I think most of the guys defensively, you know, uh, share that feeling. It's just, um, it's fun to play. And, you know, it, it highlights, uh, you know, your ability to make plays and, and just, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and, you know, we, we're, we're out here, you know, cause we, we love football and we love to play. And so, uh, you know, having fun is, you know, the reason why we do it. And so this new defense just makes it that much more, more fun for all of us. And, um, like I said, it's, uh, it's just a very, you know, aggressive minded, um, defense. And that's, that you know that matches my personality pretty well, and so, um, and there's like like I said, a lot of guys on the defense they're the same way, and so that's uh, that's probably been the the funnest thing you know um, this spring is just playing uh, playing aggressively, playing kind of how how we uh, we want to. So I know the defense is a little more complicated than it's been in the years past. How quickly were you and the guys able to pick up on those changes? I, I would say relatively quickly. Yeah, it definitely. It definitely has more moving pieces than defenses, uh, defensive schemes that we've ran in the past. But you know, we got a lot of smart guys here on the team, and so um, I, I would say overall they've been able to pick up on the scheme uh, fairly quickly. What is, what is Coach Hill like? I, I, I'm curious to give your assessment of what he's like as a defensive coordinator. What is he like as a coach? How has he been able to relate to you guys? Um, coach Coach Hill's really. Uh, high energy, high expectations um, type of coach, and and uh, and you know I really I really enjoy that. Um, he he pushes he pushes guys to reach their potential. Right, um, doesn't matter you know how good you're playing right now. He you know he definitely is the one to be like, hey, you're you can play better than that, right? So it doesn't matter you know how good someone may be doing or how bad they may be doing. Um, he's he's really good at seeing the potential in each and every uh, player on the team and. And helping them and pushing them um, to achieve that. It's awesome having Kelly Papinga back too, who was originally a Bronco Mendenhall guy. What have you learned under him? Because he's your new position coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelly, coach uh, Papinga is awesome, and um, honestly, he he brings a lot to the table. Of course, 
uh, he's he's been coaching for for a while, and you know he's coached at multiple schools, and so um, he brought he brings a he brings a lot of experience in the uh, <laughs> um, you know to the to the defensive end position, and you know um, everything that that we do there, and so uh, it's again it's been awesome. Uh, he's uh, he's he's another guy, high energy, you know, just loves football, loves everything about the game, and uh, and that you know that energy is contagious, right, and so bringing that into the DN's room with a new scheme. And it's just, uh, you know, it's been refreshing and it's challenging as well, right? Um, but uh, it's definitely helped us get better. Those guys have brought a lot of high energy, a new scheme. I'm assuming they've also brought, like, some advice for you guys along the defensive line and also along the uh, in the defense. What's the best advice you've received from any of the new coaches? Smile more. No, uh, you know it's 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 really it's really funny. But if I if, if there was if there was something that uh, that I would say that uh, you know Coach Hill uh, really emphasizes, you know, is just hey, you know, just just you know, smile. We're we're enjoying this. You know, we're really you know we're out here to to have fun and, and do what we love and uh, and you know and that's that's been awesome. Um, you know what I mean? That's definitely not you know maybe the main message you receive receive elsewhere. But uh, no, uh, he uh, <clears throat> I think. I, Outside of, of that piece of advice, um, I think, uh, you know, the largest piece of advice personally to me has just been uh, to, um, you know, just trust, uh, you know, um, trust, trust my abilities, trust my, my instincts on the field, you know, trust our, trust our training, trust our technique. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what comes down on to uh, what, what it comes down to on the football field is just confidence in what you're doing. Um, and so, uh, just, you know, trust in your preparation. You know, that's, uh, that's definitely something that has impacted me this spring ball. You must be doing pretty well if at the end of the day, they're just telling you to smile more. <laughs> that's, I love that. That's, <laughs> oh, that's me, a great thing. There's, there's, there's plenty of other things said that, you know, said in there as well. Uh, like I said, they're, they're, uh, they're really phenomenal guys and, uh, and you know, they're, they're pushing us, they're pushing us hard. Um, and so that's, you know, that's been really good as well. I love that. We mentioned that you have some new teammates, two new teammates as well. Which new defensive teammate do you think is going to make a splash next season? We've uh, we've got a lot of them. Uh, we have got a lot of them. Uh, yeah, you, we've got we've got a we've got a ton of a ton of guys in that um, you know are going to be starting, uh, you know, um, or are going to be contributing. And so um, you know, on the on the D line, you know, we've gotten guys in like Isaiah Banya, you know, from Boise. Um, you know, I think he's definitely going to have an, an impact, uh, new Celestine, you know, down from Weber, I think he's definitely going to have an impact, um, you know, at, at, uh, at linebacker, you know, we've got a lot of young guys that have, um, that have came in. And so I think all, all of them are going to find roles come fall. Um, and you know, secondary, uh, same thing, you know, I've gotten some Juco transfers, uh, last year and this year and, you know, um. Eddie Heckard, you know, came down with uh, Coach Hill from Weber. You know, he's a really he's a really good player, and so there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of new faces on the defense. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are gonna be you know checking their checking their rosters. You know, come game one and be like, hey, who's who's that making plays? Um, mm-hmm. We have a lot of playmakers. We have a lot of playmakers, and uh, uh, I think it's gonna be fun for everyone to to find out. Hey, w- which one of your older teammates do you think will make a splash? And you'll probably say yourself, and and, and you can, no, but no, no, <laughs> if it's not no, no, you, no, no. who's it going to be? Um, defensively, yes. Uh, I mean, you look at Ben Bywater, Max Tooley, Chazayu, those guys. I mean, the amount of games played, experience, and then 
just talent and ability. Um, I mean, we've, we've seen, we've seen what all those guys can do when healthy and, and, and performing. I mean, they, they're big impact players. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really exciting to, to have a, uh, you know, this defense that's shaping up. The offense is established under Aaron Roderick. Do you like that the pressure is kind of on the defense to step it up going into the Big 12? Do you like that the pressure is on you a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, I think it's really good for us. I think it's really good for us to, uh, yeah, just to just to know that and say, hey, you know, this is this is our time to get better. This is our time to improve and and come fall. You know, it'll be our time to make plays and uh, contribute in any way we can to help the team win. We've seen you with a mustache. We've seen you without a mustache. In your opinion, what's the better look? Um, uh, you know, it just depends. Uh, just depends. Um, I, I don't think the mustache will be coming back anytime soon. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fun change up. <laughs> Does your wife like your mustache? That's the that's the real question. She she does. She actually uh, she wants me to grow it back out, but uh, you know it just just gets annoying after a while. So like I kept it through the end of last season, and then and you know then it then went then it went away. And yeah, I, don't, I think it'll take a while before I uh, have the itch to grow that again. Oh, I love it so much. We're here with defensive end Tyler Batty. Tyler, thank you so much for taking the time with us, and uh, good luck in the fall. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Tyler Batty and Eddie Heckard for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.